Hello, Sarah with Family Tech, and today I really want to talk about getting started with parental controls. So many parents come to me and they're lost. They don't know where to begin, where to start, what they need to help protect their kids. And so today I'm going to walk you through everything you need to know about parental controls and how you can best get your network all dialed in. So stay tuned after the intro. Hello friends, I'm Sarah Kimmel, your friendly neighborhood tech expert. I've been an IT manager for over 19 years, supporting hundreds of small to medium-sized businesses. I'm also a mom to a tween and teen with over 50 connected devices in my home. I break down the tech talk to help you understand and manage the technology in your home. You can find me helping families with tech problems on TV news, podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, and my website, FamilyTechZone.com. Okay, I'm really excited to help you guys work through this um, problem of where to get started with parental controls. So I've broken it down into five layers. So these are all the different layers of parental controls. My preface is that no parental control system is going to be absolutely perfect. So these layers are going to help you get close and it's going to definitely help prevent the accidental exposure to inappropriate content, but it will also help um, those who are not being accidental about their exposure to inappropriate content, those that are searching it out. Um, this is going to make them jump through a lot of hoops in order to get to that content. Hopefully they'll give up. Most kids probably won't, but the more layers that you put in place, the better off that you are going to be with your parental control setup. So uh, I talk about these five layers and I also kind of um, liken it to if you have something valuable and you put it in your locked car, in your locked garage, in your locked house, that's going to give so many other layers of security. Well, or you have something valuable, you put it in a locked safe, put it in the locked car, put it in the locked garage, inside your locked house. So if a burglar wanted to get at that item, they would need to break into the house and then break into the garage and then break into the car and then break into the safe. It's not impossible because it never is impossible, but it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort to get around all of those parental controls. I will have another video, um, probably not next week, but the week after, uh, about how to um, how kids get around parental controls. So that's going to be a very important one for you to check out because there are definitely ways around even the whole system that I'm going to lay out for you in just a minute. So let's get to the five layers of parental controls. So the first layer is going to be in app. So a lot of apps actually have their own parental controls um, built into the app. So uh, TikTok is a great example. Um, I know a lot of people are against TikTok. It's actually probably one of the safest ones that you can get your kids onto because of the in-app parental controls. You can set up your child 
as an account underneath your own TikTok account. And then you can set parameters on that account. So whether or not they can friend anybody or if they can use the search function in TikTok. So there's a lot of things that you can actually set inside the TikTok app to make it a little more protected for your kids. So the first layer is in-app. So any applications that your children are using, you wanna check and see if they have in-app parental controls. Roblox has some parental controls that you can set, as in you can um, disable the chat, uh, or you can make sure they only download games that are um, specifically approved by Roblox. Um, I still don't allow Roblox. I will have a video about the top 10 websites I absolutely block on my network. Roblox is one of them. So. Um, in-app parental controls is the first layer. So any type of parental controls that you, or any type of app that your children are using, check it out, see if they have some in-app parental controls that you can set. So that's layer number one. Layer number two is on device. So um, iPhone has screen time. It's built into Apple. You have to have your kid has to have their own Apple ID. It needs to be tied to your Apple ID, um, and then you can set up this family sharing, and you can set up screen time for those iOS devices. Screen time will let you limit um, time on applications, lets you make sure they don't download any apps without your say-so. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do within screen time. Android has something similar. It's called Google Family Link. It is an additional app that you need to download, um, but it's official app from Google. You download part of it on your child's device. You download the other part of it on your parent device. Even if you don't have an Android device, if you have a um, an iPhone, you can download the Google Family Link app and manage an uh, a Android device. So if your child has Android, you have iPhone, that's a great setup. You can manage it with Google Family Link. Um, so that's on device. There are also a lot of third-party parental control applications that you can add to these devices. So if you have an Android device, they actually play very nicely with third-party devices. Uh, I'm sorry, with third-party parental control apps. The kid needs to have the Android device. It doesn't matter what device you use. You can use an Apple device, you can use an Android device, you can manage an Android device the same either way. But if you have Android and the child has iOS, you're gonna have a lot of problems trying to get that managed and controlled and monitored. Um, first device for a kid or first smartphone for a kid should absolutely be an Android device. Um, I'll have another video about first devices for kids. It's gonna be great. Um, so on device, so there's third-party applications. I will do a breakdown of various parental control applications that you can download and I'll kind of break down exactly what it does, what the different ones are. Um, watch for that video. Make sure you're subscribed so that you can know exactly when these videos get released. I release every Thursday. So um, on device, that is layer two. So if you have um, Android, you're going to use Google Family Link. In addition, you can also use any of these third-party parental control apps. Um, iOS, you're going to use Screen Time. You can also use some third-party parental control apps, but like I said, iOS does not play as nice with these parental control apps, so you'll have better options if your child has an Android device. But you do have some control if they have iOS. 
So that is layer two. So we've got in-app and we have on-device. The third layer is going to be on network. So that means your Wi-Fi network at your house. There are a lot of things that you can do to um, add different controls to the entire network. And what the benefit is, you can set up uh, internet controls on, you know, gaming systems like the Nintendo Switch. Um, and the Nintendo Switch does have on-device parental controls. Um, I'll do another video about uh, how to set up those parental controls on the Switch, on the PS4, um, on the Xbox. There's definitely on-device applications for parental controls on all kinds of devices. So, but if you set up a parental control system on your Wi-Fi network, that is going to help cover every device in your house. And that includes smart TVs, which is a really um, popular one to try and control. And it will include gaming systems and, you know, basically everything that you're going to add to your network. So uh, you definitely want something that's going to protect the entire house. So this is going to be like your, um, your house lock. Um, so on Wi-Fi is the next layer. Um, there's some different things. You can buy a wireless router that has parental controls built in, which is what I recommend. You can also set up um, something like OpenDNS or Cloudflare has their own um, DNS filter that will help filter the traffic on your network so that you know inappropriate sites aren't accessed. Um, a lot of Wi-Fi routers that have parental controls built in will actually play nicely with these other systems like OpenDNS. So for me, I have a Gryphon Wi-Fi router and I use OpenDNS on top of the Gryphon Wi-Fi router to double protect my wireless network. So that is level three. So, so we've got in-app, on-device, on-network. Level four is going to be off network. So you also want to protect your kids' devices when they are away from your house. So a lot will be helped with the on-device and in-app protections when they're away from home, but you can also set up protections when they're off the Wi-Fi. So, um, you know, if your child has data through Verizon, there's parental controls that you can set up through Verizon. There's also some parental control, like so a Wi-Fi router that has parental controls built in can give you an app that will they'll basically force your child's device onto your network even when they're away from home. The way they do this is through a VPN. You remember my video about VPNs, right? So what it does is it takes the device and it puts it on a different network. So when they're out and about connected to the Starbucks Wi-Fi, it's basically forcing that device back to the protected network at your home. So it's going to be subject to all of those Wi-Fi restrictions that you have already put on your home Wi-Fi. So that is level four. It is going to be off network. So you can use Verizon, AT&T, uh, T-Mobile. They all have various apps that you can, um, or settings that you can set from the wireless provider itself, and that will help you get that layer. So now there is a hidden layer of parental controls, and that is conversations. So this is one of the actually most important layers of parental control, and this is having conversations with your kids, letting them know exactly what you're doing to protect them from themselves. Um, so I really like to you know, break it down exactly what is going on on their network, 
what's going on on their phone. I sit down with them. Whenever they've got, um, you know, something is flagged that's concerning, I will sit down with them and say, hey, I noticed this happening. You know, let's talk about it. Let's figure out, you know, why it was not appropriate and what we should do instead. So um, all of these um, apps is really going to just help you have those conversations. And those conversations are going to be super important. So they know it's a safe space to talk about, you know, if they happen to cr come across something inappropriate on accident, you want them to be able to come to you and tell you what happened. And you're not going to freak out, you're not going to, you know, get them in trouble, you know, if if you find out on your own, you can definitely have some punishments associated with that. But if they're coming to tell you that they came across something inappropriate, this is what they did, they turned it off, they closed it, whatever, um, you know, I always say, oh, thank you so much for telling me, I'm sorry that happened to you, let's figure out how we can protect you so it doesn't happen again in the future. So, um, conversations is a really, really important layer and I just want to make um, absolutely sure, you know, don't do anything sneaky behind your kids back, make sure they know you're installing these apps, you know, you're like, hey, I am protecting you and this is how I am protecting you. So, um, I think it's very important uh, to, I always tell my kids that my job is to help them become adults so that when they're adults they can function in the world and so if you are able to have conversations with your kids that helps them do that then that is the most important thing so this is kind of your getting started make sure you have a um, system in place for each of these layers um, like I said I'll do a video of breakdown on different layers that you can um, different ways that you can protect each of these layers so uh, until next time we will see you later and you know don't forget to subscribe I also do YouTube shorts of you know tech news that is consumer related that you're gonna want to care about because you know I know not everybody really cares about all of the tech news that I care about but when I come across something that I feel like families should know about, I definitely want to get that information to you. So um, definitely check out my Tech News shorts and subscribe so you can um, make sure you get all this content to help you manage the technology in your home. So until next time, we'll see you later.